live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. I see that you guys don't want to wear the masks either. Um, listen, this is my fifth time coming down to the school board. It's my fourth time speaking. I run a business and I take the time out of my day to come out here, not because I'm an insurrectionist, not because I'm a terrorist, terrorist but just because I'm a concerned parent. Um, and I've been very, very respectful to each and every one of you. And I thank you guys and I took the time to say, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. But I know the routine. I'm supposed to give you guys some facts as to why, you know, masks don't work and, uh, you know, lay out my case for why you guys should obey the law. And you guys will look at the clock until it hits zero and then I'll leave. It's, it's a slap in the face to parents. The fact that I've just been in the school board for the first time ever, we're normally outside in the blistering heat waiting so we can come in. I appreciate you guys letting me in, but again, I, I've been respectful for all the staff. I've signed up. It's a, it's a slap in the face to parents. And to see almost all of you guys out and about without wearing masks while my daughter has to wear one just to go to recess is a slap in the face to parents. I'm asking you guys to obey the law. There is an executive order, an apparent bill of rights that states that we're allowed to come here and voice our opinion and be heard. And you as elected officials, your responsibility is to listen to us. Cases have gone down week after week after week. And my daughter as a five-year-old is less susceptible than most in getting COVID. In fact, more kids are more susceptible to die from COVID than they are in a car accident than they are from COVID. So enough is enough. You ladies obviously don't want to wear masks. Our kids should not have to wear them just in order to go to school. And the reason I am here, even though I know you guys probably will not listen, is because, not because I'm a terrorist, not because I'm a bad person, but it's because I am an involved <coughs> father in my kids' lives. You guys are losing students and you want to know why. You should want parents to be involved. You should want us here at the forefront. You guys are, there's fights in schools and all this stuff going on. What do you think these masks are doing? Do we understand what the mental impact are? I don't think we do. But one thing is for certain, my daughter doesn't even recognize her own teacher and her teacher doesn't recognize her. And it's time for our kids to be able to go back to being kids. And it's time that you as a school board listen to us as citizens and end this madness, listen to the law and be abiding citizens. Don't make us look like we're the bad ones. You guys are the ones breaking the law. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that was in Brow Brow uh, Broward County, Florida. That was in Florida. And these kind of shenanigans are still taking place. But God bless that parent for standing up and doing something a little bit different. Looking at them and talking to them in their faces while they were not wearing masks. Didn't talk about the science that they will not pay attention to anyway. Didn't talk about any uh, statistics that show that the masks are just completely terrible and cause more problems than they actually solve. Uh, no, he did it in a different way. And he said, I see you guys out all the time without your masks on. Matter of fact, you're sitting right here with your masks off. I mean, see you all the time with your masks off, and you're sitting here with your masks off. In Florida, the executive order is, this is the, you, you can't do this, and they're still doing it. But this guy, uh, he waited, and he waited, and he said, after all the times that he's waited to get in there, this is the first time that he's been allowed to say what he needs to say to the school board. Unbelievable, but you know what? That's what it's all about. That's why I titled today's show um, all about standing up. When we stand up in public, like we've been doing, over this last 10 months, and specifically over this last three to four months, things change. Evil stops in its tracks, and it starts to backtrack. Have you noticed that, folks? How are we getting, uh, this is an honest question, how are we getting 
evil to backtrack major institutions, major major government institutions like the CIA, the FBI, the NSA. How are we getting the DOJ? How are we getting major institutions to backtrack from what they originally say? Regardless of if they try to go from uh, go from another route or regardless uh, regardless of anything. How is that happening? How is that happening when we don't have the White House, when we don't have the Senate, and we don't have the House? Supposedly. How are we doing that? I can tell you how we're doing that. Because it all it takes is a few. All it takes is a few by percentage to stand up with some courage, to stand up with some heavenly courage and say, no, that's enough. No, that is enough. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more as we as we go to what's going on in Loudoun County. But anyway, folks, welcome to Live from America. God bless you. Thank you very much. Today is November 10th, year of our Lord, 2021. And I'm your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, coming to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. And we are starting to make a lot of noise up here in New Hampshire. That motto, live free or die, it's going to be rang across this country from sea to shining sea. And we're going to make sure that we do that right here in New Hampshire. Things are heating up here in New Hampshire. And the uh, the Granite Staters, the New Hampshireites here, we are, we are just as tough as anybody else. And we're sick and tired of what's going on in this world, and we're sick and tired of all of these people, all of these liberals trying to come in and 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 make New Hampshire blue when it's really a red state. So we have to be louder than ever ever before because we're a tiny little state surrounded by a sea of blue. So watch out what happens in New Hampshire over the next uh, I don't know six to ten months. I can tell you that because there's a lot of things in the works. Uh, anyway, folks. Let me give some live shout-outs here. I want to say thank you already. We already got a $100 donation in this morning from Cassie57. Was not expecting that. God bless you, and thank you for that. I want to say hello to Peg. Good to see you, Peg. She says, my rural hospital does not require the jab. However, they were notified that Medicaid reimbursement will now be withheld effective January. Unbelievable. Of course, Amanda Collins. Love you, Amanda. God bless you. Thank you for coming in today. Nolan Wallace says, keep pushing back. You are right. Scotty says, good morning, Jeremy. The Texas dollar kids is in the house. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. Love you too. You, you've been a great uh, you've been a great person to have here on Life from America. Andrea, good to see you. Thank you so much. She says, I don't feel like we're winning. I don't feel like we are winning. So much bad news every day. Um, I, pre- I tell you pretty much every day about all of the good news as well. So... Um, I think maybe the bad news is easy to focus on, but when you focus on the good news, considering how much is against us, I think there's a lot more of it, to be honest with you. That's my opinion. Uh, Angel Eye says, I'm so stressed out. Not a good morning for me. Well, hon, let's just hope everything gets better. We'll continue to pray for you. Jason from Pennsylvania. Of course, Rival Design is in the building. Ann says, howdy from Wonderful. It went too fast. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Cindy Ward from California. And of course, Kathy Hamilton. Good to see you and thank you for joining in today. Um, Folks, we are... um, we also need to pray for Evie Rosewood because Evie Rosewood has been looking for a job, can't seem to find one. Evie, if you post where you live in the chat, I'm sure somebody is near you or somewhere near you or even somewhere in your state, and we should rely on each other for that kind of information. So Evie, just post where you live, what you're looking to do for a job, and uh, maybe somebody in the chat can help you out. Maybe even I can help you out. Um, But it's all about communication and making sure that we continue to help each other out. We've helped each other out so much this year, you guys. So much help has come from the Live from America audience to people. You've changed people's do- uh, days, weeks, months, and even lives. And you should be you should be very, very grateful for that. And all glory should go to God. Speaking of God, let's go to God right now, ladies and gentlemen. I titled this morning's newsletter, Re- Rebuking Those Who Fail to Do Good. Rebuking Those Who Fail to Do Good. Now, this morning, the uh, the message that I, that I was... Uh, able to put in the newsletter didn't come to me for a long time i think god really wanted me focused on the word this morning longer than i normally am because i was reading a lot this morning and this specific uh these specific verses that i'm about to read you really stuck out to me and there's a lot of them and i couldn't just pick and choose between portions of it so i just put down the whole thing and again it is rebuking those who fail to do good And the verse of the day today is going to come from Titus 1, 
10 through 16. Again, Titus 1, 10 through 16. And I want you to very closely listen to the words that come from these verses. For there are many rebellious people, full of meaningless talk and deception, especially those of the circumcision group, meaning that there's a lot of hypocrites, folks. They must be silenced. Let me repeat that real quick. They must be silenced because they are disrupting whole whole households by teaching things they ought not to teach and that for the sake of and for the sake of dishonest gain one of crete's own prophets has said it quote cretans are always liars evil brutes and lazy gluttons end quote this saying is true therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith and will pay no attention to jewish myths or to the merely human commands of those who reject truth. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. They claim to know God, but their actions, they deny Him. But by their actions, they deny Him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Pretty powerful message, isn't it? Pretty straight, straightforward, right to the point message, isn't it? Here's what I wrote. Well, there you have it, folks. Not that we, not that we are perfect for believing and following Jesus, because we could all do better, and we all need the mercy and the grace of God. However, this verse is really taking aim at those who pretend to know God and teach falsehoods to further their own agendas. Of course, this exists all over the world in many different settings, but when I read this, I can't help but think of the following names. Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Liz Cheney, Lindsey Graham, and so many others who continue to stay in power because of their lust for power and control. We are not only to reject everything these these corrupt people say, but we are to speak up and rebuke them publicly which the church as a whole fails to do time and time again. The church just sits back and allows Christ and God to be mocked, ridiculed, and lied about. They don't even stand up for those losing their jobs or being punished in the military over being denied religious exemptions. They have been absolutely silent through COVID-19 and the persecution of gatherings and much, much more. So, since the church is too weak to say it out loud, then we as children of God need to be the ones who speak up without apology. Let today be the day that you make that decision. Let today be the day that you ask God for heavenly courage to rebuke these hypocrites in the name of Jesus. Amen. Folks, there's a big, big misconception. People think that Christians are supposed to be these goody little two-shoe people who sit back, say nothing, do nothing, and live in their own bubble of myth and mythology. No, that's not how Christians are supposed to be. We're not supposed to be rude about it. We're not supposed to uh, do what evil people do to people who don't agree with them. But we are to stand up. We are to say it publicly. We are to rebuke these people publicly. We are to tell the truth. And we are to make it known that God's way is the only way. And too many people over time have been too afraid to stand up and do this. And I rebuke them for that. That does not mean that I don't love them. That does not mean that I wouldn't welcome them with open arms when they do see the light. That just means while you're over there throwing shade over here, and while you're over there trying to make our youth of our nation follows that instead of this, then I will stand up so that at least there's another option for those youngsters. At least there's another option for people who might not even be a youngster. They might be 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and never really been exposed or experienced the true word of God. So that's what I will do. Am I wrong sometimes in the way that I that I come across? Of course I am. 
Of course I am. But I recognize that. I recognize it almost instantly. And we could all do better. So ladies and gentlemen, let today be the day that you're like that young that, that gentleman that you saw at the beginning of the video. Let today be that day that you're like so many other people who are saying, you know what, I will give up my livelihood to protect this country and my family and God's word. And I want to thank all of the $1 donations coming in. Becky, Scotty, God bless you all very much. Thank you so very much. Read, Becky says, read Psalm chapter 37. Very encouraging. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, folks, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Can't wait till I get my hair cut after the show today. Um, but again, not only saying it out loud to rebuke and publicly to rebuke, but also don't ever be afraid to worship God out loud publicly. Once you do it, it is the most empowering thing that you'll ever feel outside of wearing a you-can't-beat-God shirt or hat around your town uh, in your entire life. So... Please join with me as we say the Lord's Prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And folks, uh, I, have a, I have a goal that I would like us all to work on together. And uh, there's a reason for it. Um, we used to get eight or 9,000 live people here on Rumble before the, not this last time, but the time before I went on the Save America Freedom Tour. When that happened, a lot of people got signed out of Rumble. And still to this day, a lot of people can't get back on for whatever reason. So I'm going to ask everybody every day, I know a lot of you do it, but there's a lot of you who don't. And I'm asking with a humble heart if you will copy this link and share this video to your most popular social media outlets that you belong to in order to try to uh, give those people an, op an opportunity and a pathway to come back. Because this was, the, this was done by evil. This was done by uh, the evil one himself to get as many people away from the word of God as possible. And we need to bring them back. And we need to do it together because I can't do it myself. Okay, let me take a, a slurp of coffee here, and then we will get started. Please sing happy birthday to my husband, Ken. <laughs> I was getting ready to get started, but I think I could do that. Hey, Ken, your wife asked me to sing happy birthday to you. I know it's a little weird, but I will sing happy birthday to you, in, um, and I hope that you have a wonderful birthday. It sounds like you have a wonderful wife, so I'm assuming you'll have a great uh, relaxing day as well. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Ken, happy birthday to you, happy birthday brother, and by the way, happy birthday as well to the Marines, their 246th birthday today to the United States Marine Corps, we salute you, we honor you, and we are very, very, very grateful to have the United States Marine Corps both past and present and uh the youngsters who will join in the future that is if joe biden doesn't ruin the military by then before we get to the first and foremost section i want to go to you and, and and talk about loudon county real quick because this is tied right to the cold open video that i did just a little bit uh just at the start of this okay so loudon county parents have put their money where their mouth is after this whole school rape, after all of the CRT crap that's going on. Loudoun County parents said enough is enough. Not only are we going to show up at these school board meetings like that gentleman did in the beginning of the show, but we're going to put our money where our mouth is and we're going to go get enough signatures on a petition to remove the school board chair after what happened. And that's exactly what they did. Let me read this for you. The Loudoun County School Board uh, meeting erupted into shouting on Tuesday night after parents confronted members of the school board after the parent group Fight for Schools filed more than 2,000 signatures to remove the board's chair. Quote, by the way, Denise, Brenda, Ian, Atusa, we are all over 100% of our required signatures for the petition. Megan Jenkins said during the public comment period, Quote, so I am not going to encourage any of you to resign because when you are recalled and removed from office, it will be much more satisf satisfying. So we will see you in court.
Jenkins had been referring to the board chair, Brenda Sheridan, Sterling District, board vice chair, Atusa Reeser, Algonc Algonquian District, Ian Sorotkin, Blue Ridge District, and Dennis Corbo, the at-large member. Ian Pryor, a father and executive director at Fight for Schools, previously told Fox News that his organization had compiled all the signatures to mount legal challenges to each of those four board members, although he filed the petition to oust Sheridan, which is the chair, on Tuesday. Okay, The good parents of Loudoun County were on fire, and they had reason to be, because the school board covered up the rape of a young girl by a trans young man in school and denied being made, aw uh, made aware of its existence to the parent of the young girl. Thank you, Miranda Dolan. God bless you. I appreciate you. The county school board is also pushing disgusting filth in the reading material, which we showed here on Live from America, in the county school's curriculum and forcing parents to sign a form not to share it out. Hi, we know that we're indoctrinating your kids and teaching them all about sex at an age that they shouldn't know even anything about it, but we're going to do it anyway because, <laughs> you know, we don't care what you think. And by the way, sign this form so that you can never talk about the disgusting pedophilia that we're inflicting onto your children. Have a nice day. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, the entire school board in the county should resign. Their actions are same, shameful. And just like that young lady said, see you in court. So it started out with us going to these school board meetings all across the country and telling them, um, excuse me, who in the H-E double hockey sticks do you people think you are? And now it is moving on to petitions to remove these people from the school board. And that is what I'm talking about. You stand up in public and they, they fall back. They cower. The tails go between their legs. They don't know what to do. They're like a rat backed into a corner. They're Tony Fauci backed into a corner. They fumble and stumble. They don't know how to speak. Buh, 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 buh. They sound like Barack Hussein Obama, ladies and gentlemen. They are screwed to put it in another way. This is all we have to do is continue to stand up because when the, the smallest amount of us actually stand up publicly and show that we are not afraid, then they have to back off because nine times out of ten, the bullying that they are doing against you, to you, is illegal. And the only thing that's going to stop a bully is force. So that is what we are exercising. That is what we are showing and the proof is in the pudding. So everybody out there who feels discouraged, who feels stressed, that there's not a lot of winning going on, remember, we just backed down the Department of Justice as parents with no weapons. Imagine if that happens. Imagine what happens if we increase the volume tenfold. And that is what I'm trying to convey to you. Increase the volume tenfold. Is today going to be the day that you stand up? Anyway, folks, let's get to the first and foremost section. Let me start off where I left off yesterday. A lot of you could not see the video yesterday because it was freezing too much. Maybe some of you caught it on Real America's Voice News last night. Maybe some of you didn't. What I was trying to do at the end of the show was show a video that completely exonerates Kyle Rittenhouse. We already know that the Antifa member who said my arm was vaporized, we already know he admitted to attacking Kyle. We already know he admitted that Kyle did not point the gun at him until there was a gun pointed at him, putting him in grave danger. Boom. That's number one. Now, what about the kid who got killed? What about the kid who died? What about the kid who unfortunately thought playing stupid games would not win him stupid prizes? Well, after the prosecution rested, the video was put out. The defense is now in full effect, ladies and gentlemen, and, the, and, and this video shows that Kyle Rittenhouse was chased down by, I believe his name was Jacob Rosenbaum, I think his name was, right? Jacob Rosenbaum. He was chased down. He had fired a couple warning shots back. He continued to chase Kyle Rittenhouse. And then when he cornered Kyle Rittenhouse between two vehicles, Kyle turned, he reaches for the barrel, and then Kyle shoots him. It happens that quick, but it's self-defense. And there's nothing else. The prosecution should be prosecuted for lying. That's what should happen here, folks. We should, we should put them on blast, okay? And the prosecution, this should be a, this should be a sign to every, every, um, to every attorney general, every state prosecutor out there that does not want to go by the law and only wants to push an agenda because they want to put their lips firmly on the butts of BLM and Antifa and the Democrat operatives who pay them through Act Blue, okay? 
These people should be prosecuted because they doctored evidence, they hid evidence, they knew about things and continued to prosecute. They knew this kid acted in, in self-defense and continued to prosecute. And like I said yesterday, in, all, in, a, in a real world, in real reality, this judge shouldn't even let it go to the jury. He should dismiss the case right there said and done because we have video proof of it so i'm going to start the day off today showing you that video proof <clears throat> let me bring it up here for you here is that video proof of of kyle rittenhouse running and then you can see uh rosenbaum running right after him it's clear self-defense let me make sure the uh okay here we go let's transition this over watch this here's kyle that's the guy running after him. Now, before this video, way back here where my cursor is, you can see Kyle shooting warning shots at the ground. Kyle, there he is. Wouldn't you do the same? If these people were chasing you down, screaming, kill him, kill him, get him, kill him, I'll let you watch it again. And you're cornered like that, wouldn't you do the same thing? Wouldn't anybody do the same thing? So the moral of the story here, ladies and gentlemen, is sometimes technology sucks and sometimes you can use it for good. And in this case, we're going to be able to use all the technology that we have to show that the FBI knew all of this. The prosecution knew all of this. He wasn't running around. They already admitted that he wasn't running around talking about murdering or killing any, or anybody. He, they, they've already admitted. Even the prosecution and the witnesses for the prosecution have already admitted ladies and gentlemen, that he was out there screaming that if anybody needed help, he's there. If anybody needed any defense or anybody needed first aid, he was there. And at no time did the prosecution ever prove that Kyle Rittenhouse did anything um, illegal and Kyle Rittenhouse didn't do anything um, immoral. He only did what was right. And then, to even make matters worse, you had the prosecution put that guy up on the stand who then even exposed the prosecution and said, you tried to get me to change my testimony. And they're like, no, we didn't. And he goes, yes, you did. So their, their, their case is done. That was what I wanted to show you yesterday. Also, ladies and gentlemen, there's another aspect to this, and that is that big tech, Facebook, and all those places that you share me on that, that don't want me there, they are banning any kind of talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. Literally, it's the name that shall not be spoken. Facebook blocks all search items and news articles for Kyle Rittenhouse. Folks, the Facebook overlords are at it again. Let me read this. Facebook will not provide any search items on Kyle Rittenhouse. This is what happens when you go to Facebook right now and you try to type in Kyle Rittenhouse. This is what shows up. We could not find any posts for Kyle Rittenhouse. They're doing this on purpose because they do not want the narrative that they have been suspending you for, that they have been giving you warnings for, or maybe that they have even banned you for. They do not want to admit where they went wrong. So now they're just trying to pretend like it doesn't even exist. You can't speak his name. He's not even there. Kyle Rittenhouse on trial this week for shooting Antifa protesters. Um has completely gone ghost is ghosted is ghosted all over facebook i'm looking at posts right now of people trying to um trying to type in and, and, and in every case it's the same of what i what i just showed you so they're saying kyle rittenhouse is the boy whose name shall not be spoken and that tells you all you need to know about facebook ladies and gentlemen not that you didn't already know but the fact that they know they were wrong, just like they know they were wrong with COVID, just like they know they're wrong with Tony Fauci, just like they know they're wrong with defending November 3rd, 2020 with a stolen election. And every single time something drops that shows that they were wrong, the Steele dossier, Russia, 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 all that stuff that they suspended us on for how many months? It's all coming to light. Hindsight's 2020, right? God is bringing all of the wrongdoing out in front of everybody and they can't handle it. So what do they do? They just pretend like it doesn't exist. Let's just ignore it. Maybe it will go away. Let me give you a little uh, spoiler. Patriots don't go away. We don't need revenge, but we don't go away. And we will be on the side that rights all wrongs. So it's just real funny that, that uh, they've, they've labeled him now Kyle Rittenhouse, the boy whose name shall not be spoken. It destroys their whole narrative, folks, because once this kid gets found not guilty or the trial gets completely dismissed or the case gets dismissed by the judge, what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to riot. 
they're going to want to riot. They already have it set up to riot if Kyle Rip Kyle Rittenhouse um, is found not guilty. But how are they going to riot when all of all of the videos come out uh, have come out and all the, and the prosecution has done such a terrible job? The prosecution has really just made the defense. So how are they going to do it? So the only way they can do it is hide all of the evidence that we've seen during the trial, so that they can so that they can riot when he gets found not guilty. Thank you, Barbara and Jim Peters, for the $50 donation. I appreciate you. But just so your uh, liberal colleagues or people that you work with, your coworkers, when, they, when, when, the, when the rioting starts, and it will, when the burning and looting starts, and it will, let them know that they already had this planned, and that is why you can't find anything about Kyle Rittenhouse on Facebook. Now, I want to get to... Um, I was fired up this morning when I woke up. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I am not gonna lie. When I woke up this morning, I was fired up. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad in any way. I was just fired up. I was fired up about everything that I've been fighting for. I was fired up about everything that you guys are going through. I was fired up about the jobs that you that you folks are are, are telling me every day that you're losing. I'm fired up about the jabs that people are making you take in order to keep your job. I'm fired up about your kids in school and my kids in school. I'm fired up about all of the lies, all of the deceit, and I'm really fired up about what I read you yesterday when that CIA director in 1981 said when the entire United States starts believing everything that we put out, all the falsehoods that we put out, then we know we've done our job. I started thinking about that all night last night, and I couldn't couldn't sleep. And I and I so then I started thinking about my campaign for for state rep. If I get 17 yeses, then Jeremy will be happy. Okay, guys, let me know. Should I do it again for Jeremy? I'm not sure what, what Donnie means, but I'm happy just to have you here, Donnie. God bless you. I started thinking about my candidacy or my campaign for state rep that's going to start after the first of the year. Um, and I know state representative is not a Nash a nation. Uh, changing seat, an elected seat. I get that. I'm doing it for a very strategic reason, and I think I pointed that out yesterday. But I got thinking about Donald Trump when he ran in 2016, and I started thinking about how he won. And how Donald Trump won was he said the things that a majority of the country was thinking, but also that the majority of that majority was afraid to say. That's how Donald Trump won. Donald Trump did not win by sugarcoating. Donald Trump did not win by appealing to or appeasing anybody. Donald Trump did not win because he had corporations giving him millions and millions of dollars. Matter of fact, most of his money came from small donations. Donald Trump won because he said what of a majority of Americans were thinking, but a majority of that majority was afraid to say out loud. That is why I woke up this morning and posted what I posted on Telegram, Instagram, and Getter. I'm hoping that Instagram blocks me for this. I hope that they suspend me for this. Because if they do, then it just fuels the fire even more. And if you have not seen what I wrote down or what I posted this morning, this is what I posted. Climate crisis equals liberal lie and not real. Racism equals liberal lie to be victims. COVID man-made flu crt racism that actually exists democrats equals communists republicans equal weak biden equals illegitimate and can't prove that he won obama equals shadow president public schools equal indoctrination camps black lives matter equals marxists stupid and lazy victims. Antifa equals even more stupid and cowards. Mainstream media equals fake, fabricated, and propaganda. The church equals way too silent. And freedom equals an illusion unless we take it back with force if need be. Stay strong. Thank you, Donnie C., and thank you, Nat Crash. God bless you both. I appreciate that. I know times are hard. And, I, and don't ever feel like you're obligated. I just, I just want you to know that. And I thank you. Okay? The reason why I posted that this morning is because that's what I'm going to run on. That's, that right there, that message that I posted this morning that I just read to you, that's what I'm running on. Want to know why? Because that is what everybody's thinking. They'll never say it. 
Most people will never let anybody know that they're thinking those things. But I guarantee you that more than 70% of the country is thinking what I just typed, what I just read to you. That's what I'm running on. I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to cower. I'm not going to cry. That's what I'm running on right there. That's what I'm going to put on every campaign sign that I put out. On the back of every one of my campaign signs that are in people's yards is going to be what I just typed, what I read to you right there. And I guarantee you, you're going to see a difference here in New Hampshire. At a state level first, there's other people running for U.S. Congress and U.S. Senate right now, and I support them and I'll be helping them too. Thank you very much, Lauren. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So that's what I'm running on. I just wanted you guys to know. I know that you guys will be behind me no matter what I choose to do, but I have to run on what people, what I know people are thinking. And that's what Donald Trump did, and he's inspired me to do the same thing. So that's what's going to happen. Um, standing up. Standing up publicly about what I believe. Because if I don't say it publicly, if I don't let the, wor- the, the entire state see exactly how I'm thinking and exactly what I feel about this nation and about this state, then there's no use even running. Why even run? Why even run? I want people to be behind me, not vote for me. A vote is just like a like on Facebook. Don't really care about that. I want people, yes, to vote, but I want it to be because they want to be behind me like an army. Like you guys are, but you guys are right next to me. So let's say it that way. Right next to me, not so much behind me. And um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, And we'll wear your t-shirts, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. God bless you. I appreciate that. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, I want to play for you. I want uh, This whole show is about people standing up and making a difference. And it's always fun when we can do it and make fun of CNN, which is... That was false and fake and never happened. So I want to play a, a clip from you for you on CNN. This is why liberals and liberal stations should never have intelligent Republicans on their show. Because every single time they look stupid because they don't have the facts... To back what their agenda is or their narrative is they just don't have the facts to back it so senator rick scott from florida you guys are lucky to have good people down there senator rick scott went on cnn to talk about crt jeremy i don't live in your district but i will put your sign in my yard i'll spread the word in southern new hampshire thank you terry my fellow granite stater thank you uh rick scott from florida went on cnn with what's her name, Brianna, Brianna Keeler, Kyler, and she tried to she tried to do her CNN one-liners. She tried to flex her CNN muscle, which isn't much because CNN is so weak. And um, Senator Rick Scott put her right in her place. Now, when you watch this exchange between these two, not only do I want you to listen to what Rick Scott's saying, but I want to watch. I want you to watch the disappointment. On Brianna Ke- uh, Kyler Keeler's face because she doesn't know what to say. She's not disappointed in what he's saying, and she doesn't know what to say, or else she would just talk over him or cut him off like she always does. She's stuck like a deer in headlights. Watch her face while he puts her in her place. This is pre- it's pretty incredible. I love it. Here we go. Check this out. The governor's race is that the GOP playbook for the midterms? Basically, ignore Donald Trump. Well, I hope the Democrats continue to do what Terry McAuliffe did. Uh, Terry McAuliffe ran his campaign. On, he did two but things. But you don't have control he over that. You only have Trump. control over, say, and the Glenn Youngkin in this case. So I'm asking you, as someone from the Republican perspective, because I'm pretty sure you're not advising Democratic candidates, is this the playbook for Republicans? From this point on, watch her face. I think, I think what... I think what Democrats are going to continue to do is talk about Donald Trump. I think Republicans are going to continue to talk about issues. Glenn Youngkin won his race because he talked about issues. And I think that's what's going to happen. And what we're going to see is, just like, in, just like in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe went to say, oh, there was nothing about critical race theory. We know, that, we know it's true. Here it comes. Parents know it's been, their kids are being indoctrinated with critical race theory in Virginia. And the Democrats wanted to deny it. I mean, and so well, it's the not parents in the curriculum. showed up because they don't like being lied to. I mean, just, just to be clear, it's not, it's not in the curriculum. Here we go. Um, in Virginia. Uh, just, oh, just to oh, be... Yeah, was that be a, here, let me just read you a few things. <laughs> just to, in 2015, while Terry McAuliffe was governor, the Virginia Department of Education promoted incorporating a critical race theory lens in education. You can still find it on the Department of Education's website. still there. 
In February uh, 2019, a superintendent not, memo for the Virginia the Department of Education promoted crucial race theory and not, the idea of white fragility. It's not. It's not. I looked at it yesterday. Um, I, I do want to ask you, just to be clear, <laughs> watch this. About where you are. Let's, let's all agree. They were trying to indoctrinate kids. Terry McCullough denied it. It's still on the website. It is. This is happening, <laughs> and I hope Democrats continue to say it's not happening because parents are dumb. <laughs> they can see it. I just want to be clear about something just about where you personally... You know who she was doing when she had her eyes down like that? When she looked like so lost, like a deer stuck in headlights? She was literally... They were feeding her the information. That's what she was doing. There's no... If, if Behind a camera like that, you're looking at one or two places. You're definitely not looking down. And she wasn't looking at her computer. She was looking down. They were telling her he's right. They are teaching critical race theory. Shut up! Just shut up! You're making us, you're making us look stupid! <laughs> <laughs> I want to give. They always get caught lying, and there's and there's no way out of it. So I want to give, um, I want to give Rick Scott the Smarty Award today here on Live from America because too many times Republicans go on these shows and they have no. It's like, and I, and I see it from high high ranking Republicans too. People that should know better and they just don't. They never come back with the uh, the comebacks. They never come back with the facts. They never come back with the remarks that they're supposed to come back with. And I'm always like, just say it. And Rick Scott did that. And I, and uh, he could have been a little bit even. He could have been he took it even further, but he didn't have to. He roasted her without even having to lift a finger. She sat there. She, but, but but I don't I don't I. I Sounded like uh, Barack Obama trying to talk. Anyway, I just thought that I would show that as another form of at least if you can go to these, if you can stand up in public, you can back them down like no tomorrow. And all I'm trying to do is encourage a little bit of that courage onto everybody who watches this show. Some people can do it. Some people can't. Some people are able to do it. Some people are not. For those that are, this is your time. God's calling you to fight for this country this way. Not with a gun in your hand overseas. Not protecting our borders but protecting us from within. All enemies, foreign or, you guessed it. All right, folks, speaking of Flora, Florida and Floridians and these tough people from Florida laying it down, laying the hammer down on, the fake, on this fake administration and the fake news media, Governor Ron DeSantis continues to stand up for freedoms, for the freedoms of his people in Florida, fellow Floridians, and uh, by the way, soon to be Nancy Pelosi, which is, isn't that hypocritical, Nancy? Don't you hate Florida? Aren't they so bad? Even though California's COVID cases are double and deaths are double. Anyway, Nancy Pelosi will soon fit in there because she's supposed to be retiring in Florida. Um, but uh, well, I'm going to play you a video of Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis is known for standing up to the media. But I want to play you a video of what he says that really makes a lot of sense. His, my favorite line from what, he's about, what you're about to hear is when he says, 15 days to slow the spread to get jabbed or lose your job. Talk about, talk about intense, right? 15 days to slow the spread to get jabbed or lose your job. Here is Governor Ron DeSantis, folks. A year and a half ago, we started with 15 days to slow the spread, and, and now it's gone to get jabbed or lose your job. And today's OSHA rule, a uh, very long time coming. We were, we were waiting for it. Uh, that was issued, if you look at it, uh, here it is. It's almost 500 pages. And so we're supposed to be a government of laws, not a government of men. Uh, this is 500 pages of a government of a bureaucracy, a government that is being run by executive edict, not in accordance with the typical constitutional processes. And uh, the state of Florida is going to respond and we will combat uh, the OSHA rule. As soon as it's published, uh, the state of Florida will be joining with Georgia and Alabama, as well as private plaintiffs uh, to file suit. Uh, this is a rule that is not consistent with the Constitution and is not legally authorized through congressional statutes. So, folks, the reason why I'm showing you all this stuff, I know this isn't like news news, but it is news, and it's news of winning. It's news of standing up and backing down the people who are trying to shove things down your throat. It is happening. And it's even happening in Kansas with a Democratic governor there. She's going to be joining these lawsuits. So you now have well over 20 states that are suing this and that are not going to comply. 
And here's why it's not going to work, folks, because you can't take this broad of a of a, uh, a mandate, this broad of a law, and apply it to the entire country without going through Congress. It's too it's too it's too much of a change for every individual in every state in this country without going through Congress the right way. And that's how it's going to get um, judged on all the way up through the Supreme Court. And because of people like that. And you got to give it to, uh, to uh, what's her name, Laura from Kansas. I can't remember her last name right now. But she's a Democrat saying, we're not going to do this. We're not, this is not the way. This should have been done a long time ago. Not now that we have these policies, procedures, and protections in place. So shout out to her as well. Now... Before I show you some other videos, I want to give you some, some um, words of encouragement here about your states. This is news. There are now 23 states, uh, state school boards, who have distanced themselves from the National School Board Association. Remember when that all started a few weeks ago? One, two, three, then four. We were hoping that we would see 10 by the end of that week. We're now up to 23, folks. 23 state school boards who have distanced themselves from the National School Board Association. And seven of those 23 discontinued memberships permanently due to the uh, the letter that was sent to the Biden administration, which ended up causing the war on parents through the Department of Justice. Um, using the education system, using the Department of Justice, weaponizing them to go after parents. So I did some math and I started looking up. I was wondering when I read that, I'm like, wow, that's got to be a big hit, right? 23 states separating themselves from the National School Board Association and, and seven of them dis, uh, discontinued permanently the membership. So I started thinking, well, how much is the membership dues? What are the membership dues owed to the National School Board Association by a state school board association? How do they determine what the membership due is? Well, the membership is, is, um, that's due, the, the amount that's due is based on how many school districts in your state actually are part of this school board association there are districts that don't belong to the state or to uh to the national school board association there are but uh, but but you could what they do is they take it by district so i started breaking it down by district and i said to myself well how much money does each school district pay to be part of the National School Board Association? Because they get benefits, they get you know material, they get curriculum, they get ideas, they get monthly or uh, monthly um, not reports, but monthly like a newsletter thing where they send out things that they're going to be doing next. It's a you know it's like any membership. I found out it's astronomically high, folks. Seventeen thousand dollars per district. $17,000 per district. So when you take some of these states, and let's take the last two, the, the, the newest two states to join in on this separation from the NSBA, South Carolina and Montana. Now, I didn't, I didn't have time this morning to really break down how many school districts were inside South Carolina or Montana, but let's remember that, $17,000 per district. So that means if 23 states have separated from their dues right now, and seven of them have, have voted to permanently do it. You know, it would take another uh, another um, school board, state school board association vote to go back in. That's millions of dollars. That is millions and millions and millions of dollars that the NSBA has now lost because they decided to wage a war on parents. Now, let's take that to a school level. Let's go to a school district. Let's go to any school, uh, not a school district, but an individual school itself. I want. I would like to know how many. So let's go to a school, uh, uh, school that is masked. All the kids are masked. I would bet you that a majority of the parents in that school do not want their kid masked. I would bet that there's a small majority that want their kids masked, want their kids vaxxed by 17 shots, and want to wear a pillow on their face, and that's fine. But I'd be willing to bet that a majority of those parents. Do not want their kids masked. So, why why wouldn't all of these parents get together and say, you know what? Let's sacrifice here. Whatever we got to do, let's sacrifice. Let's all yank our kids out of these schools right now until this school says our kids can come back without masks on. Do you know the financial impact that is on each on each school? It's roughly, give or take, depending on where you live, twenty six thousand dollars per kid. So if you're going to show the NSBA that you mean business and you're going to pull tens of millions of dollars from them, you could also do it at a school level as well. If you, were, if you parents got together, if a, if a network of parents got together and said, nope, we're not doing this until you treat our children right. And pull your, there's $26,000 per kid. 
Sooner or later, folks, they're going to have to bow to the will of the parents and the individual because that is where the power resides in this country, at the parents' level and at the individual level. The state is either in control of our, ki our kids or the parents have supreme control of our kids. There's no mixture. It's one or the other. So parents need to start showing that we have full control over our kids and yank them away from these schools who do nothing but want them to report things that are going at home so they can get DCF involved, so they can get the state involved. All the problems that parents are seeing today uh, from their children, most of it's coming from the school district, from what they learn with these other, with these other kids, from the social uh, stuff that they learn and, and are part of, all of this protesting, the transgenderism. I have friends in my neighborhood who still put their kids through public school. They came over yesterday saying that they're, they want to homeschool. They're finally going to jump on the homeschool bandwagon. So my wife gave them a ton of information to do it. Why? Because their daughter, who's the same age as our daughters, is now coming home referring to people as they and them and calling her mom racist and a bigot for not accepting transgenderism as a way of life. I wonder how many of you are having your children come home and say the same thing. These school systems are nothing but indoctrination camps, folks, and it's time that we start calling it out. It is high time we start calling it out. Now, I want to go back to a few more videos of people standing up. The first one I want to show you is of Peter Ducey. Now, if every single news reporter, if every single news reporter at White House press conferences did what Peter Ducey would, would do, we would be like they did with President Trump, we'd be in a lot better spot. But Peter Ducey continues to stand up in public, calling them out on their lies. And we caught him in a big one yesterday, folks. A real big one. Watch this. Check this out. He says about the cost of Americans heating their homes in the winter. It will be more expensive this year than last year. So why is the administration now considering shutting down the Line 5 pipeline from Canada to Michigan? So, Peter, uh, that is inaccurate. That is not that is not right. Uh, so any reporting indicating that some decision has been made, again, is not accurate. Uh, but what I will say is I'll lay this out for you for a little bit here. Where we are at, we, where we are is with this is that the Canada has decided to invoke the dispute resolution provisions of the 1977 Transit Pipelines Treaty. We expect that both the U.S. and Canada will engage constructively in those negotiations. In addition to being one of the closest allies, Canada remains a key U.S. partner in energy trade as well as efforts to address climate change and protect the environment. It, it, I will also add this too, is that the current the current Line 5, 5 pipeline is subject to litigation between Enbridge and the state of Michigan. So again, I would it is inaccurate what you just stated, What's but so but the, the reporting the reporting about uh, us wanting to shut down the Line 5. I said, uh, is it is it being studied right now? Is the administration studying the impact? of shutting down yeah. the line five. Yes, so, we are. We are. So that Well, I thought you were saying that we were going to shut it down, but that is See, that she tried to lie. Okay, great, 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 great. But uh, the Army Corps of Engineers is preparing an environmental impact to look through this. Okay, and yeah. then I, now that the president is on the record uh, as of Saturday supporting compensation for illegal immigrants who are separated from family at the border, who counts as separated. Now I want to stop that there because it's I really wanted to show you that part. It was about the oil and gas industry, okay? He asked her about the oil and gas industry and are they about to tear down another pipeline? Are they about to destroy another uh, um, avenue of, of, of being able to get uh, to keep our gas and oil prices low? And she lied and then he called her out on it and she said, oh I didn't think you said that. But I have more proof, ladies and gentlemen. Remember when Donald Trump said Hey, remember this, Pennsylvania. Remember this, Texas. If Joe Biden gets in, he's going to wage a war on the oil and gas industry, and he wants to tear it down. And remember, the mod the uh, the moderator there was like, no, 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 that's not true. Was it Chris Wallace? That's not true. Biden said that's not true. Blah, blah, blah. That's not true. That's not true. Well, <laughs> we got it. caught in another lie, folks. You ready? Here is a uh, nominee of Joe Biden just yesterday, uh, nominee Saleh Amarova. Um, says the quiet part out loud, ladies and gentlemen. She actually admits that their plan is to bankrupt the oil and gas industries. She says it, and she's a nominee of Resident Biden. Troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are 
uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? There you go. There you go. She says the coal and oil and gas industries are going to go bankrupt. At least we want them to go bankrupt in order to combat climate change, something that's not real. Just another way to push through a Green New Deal way of life and have more control and more power over everybody in the country. But the good news here, folks, there is a silver lining here. And that silver lining is who runs the world? People with money. Who has the money? The big banks. Who, is the, who are the biggest... Who are the richest people that belong to these big banks? Oil and gas industry executives. Do you think that they're going to let the Biden administration get away with this? No. And do you know how they're going to fight the Biden administration? They're going to back Donald J. Trump. They're going to back Republicans. They're going to put their money with Republicans and with Donald J. Trump. They're going to put their money with people who will save their industries from the attack that the, that the left is doing on them. Nobody believed it. Nobody believed Donald Trump. But guess what? He was right again. So you watch and mark my words. The, 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 wage, the war that the, the Biden administration is waging on the oil and gas industry will only come back to bite them in the rear end, just like everything else they do does. And these, these people, these really, really powerful, rich people in the world, they're going to back silently. They're going to back Republicans and Donald J. Trump. You watch, mark my words. It's going to be, the, it, it's going to be something like you've, never, like you've never seen before. And that's, that's what's yet to come. But she said it right out of her mouth. She said it right out of her mouth. Hopefully they go, they go bankrupt. That's what they want. That is what they want. So think about that, folks. And again, they won't go bankrupt. That, somebody just said it in the comments section. They'll just go to, uh, and sell to other countries. Jeremy, what can we do? Echo90 says, exactly what you've been doing. Exactly what we'll be doing for this last 10 months. Exactly what we've been doing for this last 10 months. I know it doesn't feel like we've won a lot. But I told you, as long as we stand up strong, we will hold this administration at bay long enough to be able to recover from it. If we give up and just sit down and do nothing, then we don't. Then we lose it all, and we will be exactly what the left is trying to push it to be. That's why we need stronger Republicans in Congress. One more story, and then I'll let you go. The Republicans in the Senate right now, ladies and gentlemen, are our key focus. Besides Mark Burnovich, the Republicans in the Senate are our key focus to reach out to right now because this next and very and much more disastrous 1.75 trillion dollar spending bill that the left wants to push through it won't pass as long as republicans hold firm why because joe manchin just came out this morning again ladies and gentlemen today and reaffirmed very 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 strongly that he is the that his biggest reason why he will not vote for this $1.75 trillion additional spending bill is because of inflation and because the, 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 in no way, shape, or form can we afford this. He said, uh, the, the, quote, the threat posed by record inflation to the American people is not transitory and is instead getting much worse. And this after the news yesterday that consumer inflation jumps to 6.2% year, year over in October. And that is the largest increase in 32 years. So they, don't need, they didn't need to do a tax increase. They didn't need to increase taxes on you. All they had to do was cause inflation to happen. It's the worst tax. It's the most silent tax in the world on everybody. On consumers, on young people, on old people, on everybody alike. Now... That's not a fit. That's not a real number, by the way. That's six point two percent. That is run by today's models, and today's models suck. They just suck. The model that they had in nineteen eighty uh, to 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 really gauge where we were at with inflation was the best model we ever had. The reason they got away from it was because they wanted to continue to lie to the American people, so the American people didn't know what was really going on. If you go back to the model that we had in nineteen eighty, and any any analyst will tell you that this is true. Go back to the model that we had to gauge inflation in 1980, and the real percent of inflation right now is about 14%. That is more likely what you're feeling at home. That is more likely what you're feeling out of your pocket at home. And Joe Manchin said it ain't happening. So as long as every Republican will not be weak and will just stand up and vote no on this $1.75 trillion spending bill, well, then, ladies and gentlemen, we're good. We're good because I don't see, I don't see cinema doing it either. 
But Manchin definitely said, not happening, period. I don't care what you say, because he knows. He knows what's about to happen with his career and everybody's career around him if he does that. So, whew, it's right at 12 o'clock, folks. We did it. We did it in one hour, and I just want to say thank you all very much. My voice has been hoarse these last couple days. I'm sorry about the equipment problems that we've been having with Rumble and everything, but uh, we've held a pretty good audience through all of the censorship, and by the graces of God, we'll continue to get those people back. So, Thank you for joining in today. God bless you, by the way. The 3%er t-shirts that I have, the ones that say, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty, we now have those on jeremyharrell.com in women's cut, okay? And the, the proper sizes on there. So if you go to jeremyharrell.com, they are, they are on there in V-neck, women's cut, and also uh, tonight, the, uh, the black Live from America hats will also be up on the website. And we got much more coming, ladies and gentlemen. So remember... There are right ways, and there are wrong ways. There's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great day. Spread the gospel today. Look to the Lord for anything you need, and uh, we'll see you at 5 p.m. Eastern time tonight for more Live from America. Have a great day. Have a good lunch, and we'll see you later.